entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builders Show, and along with my executive producer, Mr. D.C. Taylor, and my sidekick, Mr. Kerry Carney, we will be your guides on this learning journey. The Business Builders Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio, which is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of business executives. You can learn more about this network at c-suitenetwork.com, and that's spelled S-U-I-T-E. You can learn more about me by going to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. My special guest today is Joanne Perkins, and Joanne is the Vice President, Cascade Cart Solutions, a Cascade Engineering Company. Joanne, welcome to the Business Builder Show. Thank you very much, Mark. Well, I've been looking forward to this. I've been trying for months to get you on this show. My fault. I know you've always been ready to do it, but so here we are. I'm excited about it. So, Joanne, let's start. Um, let's kind of give an overview of what do you do at Cascade Cart Solutions. Tell me more about that. Um, sure, I'd love to. So basically, I manage a large manufacturing business. We specialize in municipal solid waste products for that industry. Um, to really boil it down, we make trash cans. Okay, you make trash cans. All right. <laughs> but you make lots of them, right? We sure do. Make a couple of million a year, and we've been at it for almost 30 years now. And so we have a large installed base of trash and recycling and organic containers uh, all across North America at this point. How long have you been at that? I've been with Cascade for 16 years. Terrific. We're going to get more of a definition or talk more about Cascade Engineering, but let's save that for later on. I want to focus sure. on your journey, if you will. And I found it very interesting that you have an entrepreneurial background. Uh, you have an interesting journey. So talk to me about that. Sure. Uh, thank you. Yes, I, uh, I grew up in an entrepreneurial home. My father was a PNG and uh, specialized in designing and building um, equipment for the heat and cooling industry. So essentially, he designed pretty big, complicated equipment like coil tube boilers, heat exchangers, uh, high temperature pyrolysis incinerators, stacks, all, all of that type of thing. Um, and uh, he had the business for as long as I can remember, certainly all through my childhood and into my adulthood. And so I was very much a part of the, the business um, really as soon as I could go to work. So I started working in the business when I was 14 mm -hmm. and my parents cycled me through all of the different functions in the business uh, over the next 12 years. So that had to be an interesting journey. Uh <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting. Um, I loved it. Uh, I, I joke that, you know, I spent the first 30 years of my life on the on the floor of a, a steel manufacturing plant and and the next 30 on the floor of a plastics manufacturing plant. It's kind of the same. It just smells different. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's great. I, I like that. Kind of the same. It really just smells different. Different. It just smells different. They're both they're both a little dirty sometimes, but um, uh, you know, it's it's a good smell in both cases. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what I did. I I um my father started me off on the floor, and back in those days, it was hard to get really good welders, and uh, so my parents were very active and and helping immigrants get into the country uh, uh, under our employment. So uh, I'm. I'm Can- I was Canadian at the time. I'm an American now, but um, so we would bring in welders specifically from Yugoslavia in in those days, and of course um, their English was minimal, mm-hmm. and so I used to trade. Uh, uh, they taught me um, how uh, to weld, and I taught them English, and it was a it was a good deal for all. That was a good trade. Yeah, it was a good trade. And they, uh, they, they came in and they brought their families. My parents helped them uh, bring their families in and, and they, uh, they worked for us for decades and retired out of my dad's business. That's fascinating. Um, plastics and um, metal and that kind of thing. You were in manu- all manufacturing. It's, all, it's really all the same. It's, it's the manufacturing. Right. right. And I love it, love it, love it. And apparently, because you've been at it a while. So let's yeah. talk about... Uh, what's called uh, the STEP Award. And uh, recently, I think it was back in 2015, you were one of the STEP Award honorees. Um, can you remember what that stands for, or should I help you? <laughs> oh, and, for STEM? Yeah. Science, STEM. technology, engineering, manufacturing. Yeah, got okay. it. And, and yeah. so uh, the STEP Award honorees were women in manufacturing. So Talk to me about that experience. What was that like? It was just a remarkable experience and a tremendous honor. Um, so they recognize each year 100 women that are leaders in their area, their you know, they're from their chair in life. And um, I was one of the very fortunate people that got to go to Washington, D.C., which was a, a new experience for me. I hadn't been to Washington and, and participate in three days of meetings and um, discussions about how to start to change the, the, the picture for young women engineers coming in through the you know through the industry and and, and really ha- how to engage them at a very uh, early age and, and and that's not always easy to do you know so many of these uh, young girls that are so great in math and science at an early age start to turn their attention to something very different and and so it's hard to to keep their interest and so there was a lot of conversation around that um, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and on that point, recently I sat on a career panel in the inaugural um, girls' robotic contest here in Michigan and Wyoming, and that was a sort of a follow-up, awesome experience to be in a room with 200 high school students that um, are terrific in the math and sciences and and have been spending months building a robots and are we're about to go into this contest. It was great fun. We need to see more of that. Well, that uh, just you just didn't do that on purpose but you just set up my next question um women in manufacturing mm-hmm. are still um still less of them than men do you, do you have any statistics you can refer to uh both in manufacturing and in let's say leadership positions is there what can you tell me mm-hmm. about that you know i probably wouldn't 
can't speak with authority on statistics, but I can only share my experiences, which is for the most part, um, it's single digit, at least in the circles that I travel in. And that's not acceptable. Um, but you know, both both on the manufacturing floor, we just don't get an, a, enough applicants. And through into the office, into the admin part of the business, uh, we have a lot of engineers here at Cascade Engineering, and we are constantly on the hunt for diverse uh, candidates. But but we don't have the the pool of talent applying. Mm. We just don't, and, and so not not just a gender, but um, race mm. as well. And so we work really hard at at trying to find the candidates that we can bring into the organization, but they're not there for us to draw from. That worries me, uh, Joanne. Yeah. It worries. Me. I'm sure it worries you more than me. Um, right. It worries me, and and again, I'm not going to get the exact statistics, but you know, women being underrepresented, especially in manufacturing. Um, there's probably reasons for that, but uh, I guess it's the educational system. But heck, if if manufacturers and the educational system, and I guess this is changing, you're missing half the workforce if you're not really yeah, addressing absolutely. women. Am, am I? Is that okay to say it that way? Yeah, I think it is. But you know, I don't think it's just the education. I, I think it's the way that business in in America runs their their culture, which is a, a real and live thing. And if the culture is not set up to warmly engage women and their individual challenges, um, then then we force them unwillingly to make a choice. Hmm. And so, you know, a young woman, a young educated woman, an engineer coming into the organization is likely uh, wanting to uh, have it all, to, to be married, to mm-hmm. maybe to have children. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a really difficult mm. thing um, under a, a lot of uh, current circumstances. Mm. How do you, as a young woman, uh, have it all? How do you have that career that you set out for, you educated yourself for, and, and still have the great honor and pleasure of, of having a family? And, and, and that balance. And, and I don't know that we've got it figured out how to um, engage them and uh, adjust um, careers and requirements and expectations so that they, A, feel welcome, B, stay with us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through the long haul. Mm-hmm. I'm so sp- I think uh, from, a, from a corporate perspective, I think that's that's our work. That's my work as an executive is to, is to make sure that um, we have that environment that brings them into the organization and and holds on to them because you know we invest a tremendous amount of resources um, in all of our employees and we don't want to see turnover yeah i'm speaking with uh, joanne perkins and joanne is the vice president of cascade cart solutions a cascade engineering company and uh, based in grand rapids michigan uh, pretty pretty large organization roughly how many employees are involved with the whole company and then tell me how many are involved in cart solutions we probably have about 2,000, approaching 2,000 worldwide right now. So while we are uh, largely located in Grand Rapids, Michigan, we are in uh, other states through some of our business interests, and we're also in Budapest. We have a joint venture with an Israeli company, so we have um, some interests abroad. Um, so about 2,000 yeah. employees at this point in time. And directly tied into the cart business, we probably have 
upwards of 150 people that touch the product uh, from sales, marketing, manufacturing, logistics, and then the assembly and delivery to the uh, resident's home. Yeah. Um, you, uh, in addition to the STEP Award that uh, you got in 2015, you were recognized for that. Uh, you were also recognized, uh, the title that says, the title of this article says, Cascade Engineering leader Joanne Perkins named 50 most influential women in West Michigan. Wow. Talk to me about that. And, and what I really want to get to, and you started to say, uh, how did you do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah how know. did you do that? So <laughs> you're being... Honestly, I don't know. I, I, I'm absolutely no different than the thousands of other amazing women working in Western Michigan. You just get up and you go to work and you do your very best and you put one foot in front of the other. And while you do that, you, you strive to be a servant leader. You know, you, you, you strive to look after your work family. And for me, that is a major focus of how I, I conduct my day. So the whole servant leadership thing, I guess that we'll use that as a segue to talk about Cascade Engineering in general. Uh, it's a unique company. You know that I'm familiar with the, with the organization. I had the honor of uh, speaking with a couple of uh, folks from the organization a few months ago. And um, talk to me about Cascade Engineering, I guess the culture. You also have something called the triple bottom line. Uh, talk to me about that. Give me a, an overview. Sure. I, I, I mean, the really the, the best explanation I can give is um, this is precisely why I work at Cascade Engineering. So uh, we touched on it earlier. I, I grew up in an entrepreneurial home. Both my parents were self-employed. Um, when we sat around the dinner table in the evening, um, my parents talked about two things, education and starting your own business. Mm. That's it. We were not allowed to talk about really anything else. Mm. And there was this whole, you will never work for the man okay. uh, sort okay. of attitude right. at our dinner table. I'm the oldest of three girls. And if you have read anything about birth order, that would not be a surprise to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, um, but there you so, are working there you are working for the man though. Uh, well <laughs> see precisely. And and um and so how does that happen? How did that happen? Go ahead. Uh, I, I was running a very successful business and um decided to sell it and um really uh, I, I was going to start another business. It was time to do something different. And um, I thought I'd, I'd take some time off, maybe a year, and uh, and think about that and travel the world, really, and, and look for new and fresh ideas that I could bring to Canada. And um, I think I uh, painted my bathroom. And by the time I was done painting the bathroom, Cascade Engineering came knocking on the door. They had heard that. <laughs> I had sold the business and that I was, I don't know what you call that, a free agent maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, they said that they had a position available and they thought I would be a great candidate for it. And, and I, of course, you know, my, my training, my programming kicked in and I said, no, 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 thank you. Uh, um, the, the, I'm going to be starting another business here. I, I, I have no intentions of going to work for a company. But they were persistent and sent me a plane ticket and said, well, just come out and look at our facilities and come and meet our people. And, of course, it was a brilliant tactic because I came to Grand Rapids <laughs> and I met the Keller family and I met the people uh, that they have in place and in, in leadership here. And um, 
and it just resonated so deeply with me. You know, Fred Keller is a, a tremendous businessman, but he's also the father of three daughters, just like my father, okay. and um, uh-huh. uh, similar ages and similar backgrounds. And, and, and um, the way he uh, ran the business and the way that he treated his employees resonated so deeply with me yeah. that I decided I, I would try it. And honestly, it was one of those, well, you know, why not? I'll, I'll do this for a couple of years and see how it goes. And I just crossed over 16 years with the organization wow. and um, with absolutely no regrets and nothing but the most fond of fondest of memories. Yeah. Um, so that's how I became an employee after all those years is I, re- I, I simply met the right man. I, I met the right company. So, so the business lesson is if you want a major change, paint your bathroom. <laughs> and, and, and well, so good things you know, will that, come that is that is that the lesson here no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding yeah. so so oh, i have a hint for you never take the month of january off when oh. you live in canada oh it's, okay it's just it's not the right month that's <laughs> all i could do was paint the bathroom and i don't know that i even got the trim work done by the time i, I was uh, working so, at so, so maybe even michigan looked good at that point in time you know in yeah, terms of the weather you know? grand rapids is incredibly similar to toronto in terms of weather there you go okay let's circle back to the the triple bottom line to your yes. which i'm going to kind of sum it up right. by, and, and i'm not going to nail this exactly you can go a little deeper but you know companies like cascade engineering look at social well-being of folks if you will uh mm-hmm. the the well-being of the environment and of course profits and so that is basically the triple bottom line that Cascade looks at. Talk That's to me about right. that. Yes. Sure. People, planet, and profit. Okay. Uh, those are the three P's that we focus on in everything that we do. The uh, top leadership of the organization set goals around people, planet, and profit for the other, you know, two thousand employees to to uh, work towards during the course of the year. Um, they don't change tremendously year from year, but we might have uh, different metrics that uh, we need to work towards. Um, but the, that that leadership, uh, those ideas, that conviction, it starts at the very top of the organization with the Keller family. It's, uh, and, it's, it's and a- we all align to it because we all deeply believe in it. So let's get into, and we've been t- uh, kind of going around this. I want to ask you a specific question and see, do the best you can to answer it. What are the challenges that women face in business? We've talked a little bit about it. In manufacturing, I should say, take that back. What challenges, specific challenges, do women have in manufacturing? Can you address that or give me some ideas? Yeah, um, I, I'm going to start with, I personally uh, have had very few challenges. I mean, that is the truth. I have been incredibly fortunate, incredibly blessed in my life that I have gotten to uh, this stage of my my life and my career where my challenges have been quite minimal. And that that might be simply because of my outlook and perspective on life. but I, I think generally back to the uh, the education piece, mm-hmm. back to um, uh, being warm and inviting to women into uh, the manufacturing environment, it, it's it's not dirty. It, you know, yeah. they they think I, I've had lots of young engineers, women engineers, say to me that they don't they don't want to get into manufacturing because it's yeah. dirty yeah. and it's long hours and it's it's. 
uh, labor intensive and those types of things. And, and sure, that's that is true on some level and, and in some organizations. Um, but there's I mean, look around your office, look where you are right now. You're likely looking at a, a large audio console with all kinds of electronics and computers and softwares and all kinds of things that was all engineered. Correct. Absolutely everything around us is Correct. engineered. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, there are thousands of industries that women can go into that would better align with who they are as a, as a person. Um, cosmetics. I mean, that's a billion-dollar business. What, uh, what young chemical female engineer wouldn't love to work for one of the big cosmetic companies or uh, consumer goods? Absolutely. The things that we use in our homes are the things that uh, are vehicles. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I go back to, you know, well, yeah, your attitude and your education played a big part of it. But I think when, and this is true, this isn't gender related, look for the right opportunity in the right company. That That's important, uh, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I tell people all the time that, um, so, so I, I, I'm, I'm very outgoing. And so people just assume that because I'm outgoing, I'm pushy. And, and that's not not the case. And in my life, in my career, I've never pushed my way into a job promotion or an advancement or a better pay grade. I've never pushed myself into that. I have always been pulled. My entire career is a series of people that I have worked with, that I've known, uh, that are in my circle, that have reached back and pulled me through. It, rem- it, it was true when I was 20, and I'm, I'm, I'm 59 now. It's true at 59. My, my career has been a series of wonderful people in my life that have simply pulled me through. Um, That's exciting. That is incredibly important. That is very important. We need to wrap up, but I do, I can't leave without talking about the Pink Cart Initiative. What's sure. that all about? And make sure you give us the backstory. Okay. Uh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, um, unfortunately, so many of us have a cancer story. My story is that my mom um, passed away from breast cancer at 51, so very young, uh, as did my grandmother at 51. And so I was 51, thinking about my own mortality and was I going to, you know, in those dark moments that we all have, was I going to beat that? family curse, I guess. Mm. And I sort of made a a promise to God that should I be so fortunate as to make it to 52, that I would do something uh, more impactful than, you know, participate in the strides events and canvas in the neighborhood and all of that. And so sure enough, so, so fortunate I hit 52 and um, I'm, I'm good at writing business plans. And so I wrote a really good business plan and I went to the American Cancer Society in Atlanta and I pitched this idea that I'm the only woman in the United States that runs a cart manufacturing business and this is my story. And um, I think that I can change a few hundred, maybe a thousand curbsides pink in the United States and, and start a conversation. And for every cart that we sold that's pink, we would donate $5 to the American Cancer Society for research um, around breast cancer. So they loved the idea. 
and we signed a contract and I came back and um, everybody here at Cascade was incredibly supportive and we um, we had a big kickoff day I'll never forget it. it's probably my proudest moment uh, our first day producing pink Fred Keller came and uh, mm -hmm. Governor Snyder came and his wife came and she is a breast cancer survivor and um, I got the first pink cart off the production line and I took it home it's in my garage and uh, the governor <laughs> got cart number two and cart number three and I'll never forget the Secret Service sort of loading it into uh, the big black SUV. That was. Pretty cool. <laughs> um, I hope you got that videoed or a picture of that or something. Yeah, there's lots of pictures. So <laughs> that's great. That was a number of years ago, and and so here we are, and um, it turned out to be this tiny little revolution. So I think we have in excess of 130,000 carts at the curb right now, and we've raised over $600,000 and donated it to the American Cancer Society. And that continues so, today? Does that continue today? Oh, yeah. Okay. You, can, you can walk the floor of my plant any day, and pink is being produced on a machine. Okay, so to kind of wrap up, how do people learn more about you Cascade Engineering, what's the place, best place to go? Website? What's the place, best place to learn yeah, more about all of this? Absolutely. The best place to go is to Cascade Engineering's website. Easy to find. Excellent. And, and from there, you can type in Cascade Cart Solutions or uh, probably my name. I don't know. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, but that's certainly the best place to go to, to learn about um, our family business. Yeah. Uh, Keith Mackey, you're on the line, are you not? Yes. I well, I, I, maybe you weren't ready for this, but I, I think she's a little too humble. She sure is. So, I, I always get nervous when somebody asks Joanne to speak because she's very uncomfortable with the medium. She's never herself, and it seems so forced. Uh, I am so proud of Joanne. We are, all of us at Cascade, we marvel at her accomplishments. And, and frankly, um, she is so humble. Yeah. Uh, I think she's one of the people that make our company what it is, and I have tremendous respect for her. Yes. And I really think she is a, she exemplifies uh, what women can accomplish if they set their minds to it. Excellent. Keith, I'm, I'm glad I was able to get you on the, uh, on the line there. And so, again, the best place is the uh, Cascade Engineering website to, to learn more? Correct. www.cascadeng. Got it. Com. Excellent. So we have been speaking with Joanne Perkins, and she's the vice president, Cascade Cart Solutions, which is a Cascade engineering company. Joanne, thank you so much for being part of the Business Builder Show. Well, my pleasure, Marty. Thank you so much for your time. So you have been listening to the Business Builder Show, which is distributed by the C-Suite Radio Network. You can learn more about C-Suite by going to c-suitenetwork.com, and you can learn more about Marty Wolf at martywolfbusinesssolutions.com. So on behalf of myself and D.C. Taylor, our executive producer, and my sidekick, Mr. Kerry Carney, thanks so much for listening to the Business Builder Show. Have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.